0: Everybody, welcome to your weekly sermon from Brad Tuttle Ministries. I am so glad that you have joined me today. I am excited about what I'm going to talk to you about today. I hope you have been living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope you've been walking in joy and peace and righteousness because that's what He brings into our life, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that today as well. Um, last week, I talked about operating in the power of the Holy spirit. And I kind of, I went off the premise of, you know, it, there's probably what maybe three to 5% of our entire population of our nation is pro LGBTQ plus whatever, but that three to 5% of people is driving the agenda of our nation. And I started to think, well, why isn't, I know a lot of people will say they're born again, but even those even if this whatever the statistic is of those in America that are born again, I don't care if it's 30%, 40%. That's a lot more than 3 or 5. Why isn't the church? Why isn't the church changing things? We have churches filled with 40,000 people. We have churches where people brag or oh, our church has 12 campuses. It's like, "You know what? But no nothing's happening. Nothing is being done in the sense of affecting, from what we can all see, affecting what's going on like that three to five percent of people is doing. And I really started to think, you know, I looked at my own life and I looked at the lives of um, churches that I visit and people that I'm around who call themselves Christians and who would confess to be a follower of Christ. And I look at all of that around me and it seems like to me and that's where I got last week that's why I'm that's why I'm I'm pushing forward in these services th- these sermons about the Holy Spirit is because it's there seems to be such a lacking of people who are truly filled with the spirit. And when you walk and because people aren't walking in the fullness of the spirit I don't think our prayers can be as effective as they should be. I don't think we make an impact like we should be. There's so many denominational theological divides, you know, when it comes to the things of the Spirit. But here's the thing, even before I go any further and get into any notes, or maybe I won't even get into my notes, but Holy Spirit is not something that is abstract. It's He's not something that is uh, otherworldly. The Holy Spirit is the third member of the trinity god is triune three distinct persons um and each one god the father god the son and god the spirit have the job that the job that they are to do and jesus gave us the greatest salvation which is the greatest gift which is salvation that he gave his life for us but he gave the church uh, this incredible incredibly extraordinary gift, and he gave to the church the Holy Spirit. And he said, it's better for me to leave and go sit next to the Father. It, that's better for you that I leave, because when I leave, I'm going to send one who's going to represent me, and that is the Holy Spirit. That's his office, his job, is to come down and to, he says, and he will bring, like our, our verse last week, And he will bring power. And he will fill men and women of God with power to be witnesses, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to cast out demons, to do these incredible things that Jesus showed us was possible to do. And he's made it possible for us to do these things as well. And that's why the Spirit came he didn't come as a novelty. He didn't come, he came not just so much, not for our enjoyment. He came for service to, so that he could empower us for service. So he could empower us to do what God has called us to do. And I'm, you know, maybe uh, the stage of my life, I'm really looking at where I am. And, you know, all I can say is I just want more. Um, I want more, of the fullness of the Spirit in my life. I want more uh, of recognizing His power in my life and seeing His power um, activating in my life. And everything I do, everywhere I go, every person I talk to, every time I minister, I want the Holy Spirit to exude from who I am. You know, when I look at my own life and I think about how He acted to bring me to where I am right now, when I think about my testimony a lot of you've heard me share my testimony before but when i think about i've told the story about the young man in the navy who shared christ with me for the first time ever and when i think about that guy chuck running up to me on that navy base with a mandate and that mandate was to share the gospel with me he didn't know me i've never seen him since then but it was the power of the holy spirit that moved on chuck moved on him to run to me and share the gospel with me the gospel that he shared with me when he was talking to me it was the power of the holy spirit on his life that without me even at that moment getting saved that affected my life i felt different i mean he it was the it was the it was the um it was the power of the spirit upon his life that god gave him the power to witness he used it and it began Uh, affecting my life that was all the work of the Holy Spirit well I'm a human being so I made my own decisions to come home and get back into what I was involved in before and it's not stuff that I'm proud of but you know I worked out and I competed in powerlifting, and I you know I went to some bars and did things like that but you know it wasn't anything obviously connected to God I wasn't saved yet but the Holy Spirit wasn't done with all that. God's plan wasn't done with me. And five years later, you know, as you've heard my testimony before, I'm sitting at a bar. Or I would say more you would classify it as a nightclub. I'm sitting on a bar stool at the bar in a nightclub, uh, invitation only. And I'm sitting there with a beer bottle in my hand. And all of a sudden I remember here here's the thing this was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, and I didn't, you don't know this at the time because you're not knowledgeable of that, but the Holy Spirit came on my life, came over me and literally lifted up the window shades of my eyes, so to speak, and gave me a glimpse of where my life was and put this distaste in my mouth for where I was at that moment and that began a... uh, Igniting this reaction inside of me that really started to take me to places where, in my mind, I'm, what is going on, and I t- to the point where I left that place, got in my car, drove back to my apartment, which was probably 15, 20 minutes away, got back there, and I remember going in, and I remember, I remember vividly, three hours, 10, I don't know, pushing towards 11 o'clock at night, to 1, 1:30 in the morning, I was struggling with little that I know it, but it was the, now came the Holy Spirit's conviction upon my life. So now that conviction is raging in me. It is, it is moving in me and I'm trying to figure out what it is and why I feel this way and why, you know, what, what is going on. And that spirit conviction, that's the Holy Spirit moved on my life was, taking me to where I was moments away from his next next act on my life, where I believe he's the one that led me into the bedroom. He's the one that put me on my knees. And at that very moment, and here's the wonderful thing about what the Spirit does, I think not everybody realizes, I don't choose, we don't choose to get saved. I wasn't looking for God. I wasn't looking to be saved, but it was God's time for me. And the Holy Spirit's job is even in that that initial moment where I I don't believe and I don't have any desire to live for God. To all of a sudden, it's that it's that moment, and He comes upon our heart, or came upon my heart, and He does what the Bible talks about. It's a word called regeneration. He regenerates my heart. He's acting on my heart to put faith in me that I would now place my faith in Christ. He, he did all that. That salvation experience was purchased by Christ, but Holy Spirit was the agent that uh, worked on my heart that now turned it towards Christ. And so when I was on my knees praying and seeking the face of God, that was the act of the Holy Spirit who's now pointing me to Jesus because he always points you to Christ. He doesn't work separately from the Father. He doesn't work separately from the Son. They're all connected. They're all interwoven together. And they all have their, again, their job, so to speak, within the Godhead. And um, they're all, remember, they are three co-equal, co-eternal, distinct persons within the Godhead. And I was moved on by the Holy Spirit. And I remember after I prayed, it was the Spirit of God that just laid itself, laid Himself down upon me. Because I bet for a couple hours after I had done that, I just knelt there. I sat in that room. I sat in that apartment. I just, and I wept. I wept. I wept because um, of, I just did not feel the same anymore. I was, there was a weight lifted off of me, there was a heaviness lifted off of me. There was a sense of peace that came into my life. And that's part of what the Holy Spirit brings. So at the moment of my conversion, he did that act of regeneration. But then the moment I confess Christ, believe in Christ, trust in him and confess him as my Savior and my Lord, which I did, repented of my sins, and if that's actually truly takes place in your life, he then comes to live in you. He's now living I so every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit. I had the Holy Spirit. This is where I think I differ from a lot of people I've talked to. They don't remember when they got saved. They don't remember the impact of it. I remember the absolute impact of my salvation. And when he changed my life through the blood of Christ, he's now working in my life. and pointing me in directions that I never thought I would ever go. He's, he's putting things that I once had a desire for. He's giving me a distaste for them. Um, immediately, um, listen, when the Spirit comes, he brings in the fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, guidance, or love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. He, he, he brings that fruit with him, That now resides in us. And I sensed things happening in my own personality that were changing um, dramatically. And that was all the work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get outside of what we, there's a lot of things that are proclaimed to be of the Spirit that, Many people are going to find out were, had nothing to do with the spirit. But that act of regeneration upon my life and that moving in my heart, that was the power of the Holy Spirit to move on someone's life and to bring them to faith in Christ. Now I'm living for Jesus, right? I don't know anything else to do, but he leads me to a church that Sunday morning. I got saved about 1.30 in the morning on a Sunday. I got up and went to church that morning. I'd never been to church. He sent me to a church, led me to a church that was the right church for me at the time. And I remember then uh, the what that felt like. And I'm still living in this, I guess, this spiritual high of having just been born again. So I'm there and I'm just filled with, you know, you just want to love everybody because you feel this sense of complete sense of relief that uh, there's a relief. You, you just got separated. The Bible says we just get translated from darkness darkness into light. So I, I recognize the darkness and now I'm in the light. So I'm now walking in the light and I'm like all happy and yippee, I'm like excited. I went to that church. I was all fired up without even knowing what being fired up was, man. I was fired up and I was talking about Christ and I was, you know, praising God. I didn't even know, you know, any of that. I didn't know the terminology. I didn't know all the Christian lingo. All I knew was I was overwhelmed with excitement about what had happened in my life. That's all the spirit. Well, then the next Monday, I get up and I go to a gym that I worked out. It was a Gold's Gym and this filled with bodybuilders and powerlifter guys and guys I was hanging out with pre-Christ. And I go in there and the first thing I do, they're all sitting around talking about partying and they're going to go to this party. Hey, do I want to go with them to this party or that party? And man, remember, the Bible says in Acts 1, he's going to give you the power to be his witness. And the moment that happened someone who knew nothing about Christ. I opened up my mouth. and man, it was like a roar came out of it. And I just started talking. I said, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I gave my life to Jesus. And uh, this went on for me just now with what knowledge I had, sharing with them what Christ had done in my life. I didn't know any theology. I just knew what had happened to me. And that's okay. We don't have to know all the doctrinal terminology to lead someone to Jesus. I just, and that affected some of those guys' lives who got saved like I did years after that, who literally came back to me when I would see them later on when I was now in the ministry and they go, Hey man, I, I made a decision for Christ, but that all started with that day you were sharing the gospel with me. And my point of this is that's all the spirit operating in our lives. But, I knew that as I lived that first aspect of my Christian life, probably that first year, you know, I was a baby in Christ. I, I went to church, I, I did those kind of things, but I wasn't really grabbing a hold of prayer. And I, I think those things that, um, I, I, I there wasn't like a teaching on, you're supposed to be continually asking to be filled or being filled every day. and it was more of, you know, looking for that next baptism of the spirit and all that that aspect of it. So I'm trying to find victory in my life. And I realized one day, about a year later, I'm I'm called to be more than a conqueror. I got I tell people I got I almost got more sick and tired of living a Christian life up and down than I did as someone who wasn't saved. I mean it's not comparable, but to make a point. And uh, I started through happenstance, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, I started praying every morning. And uh, I remember that praying every morning, and, and this is a key here to being filled with the Spirit, when you're praying and you're really seeking after the face of God, and you're moving in the Spirit in your prayer life and in your relationship and your intimacy with God, He can come in and begin to really fill you and begin to uh, it's almost like he, re- he he puts in you something that is more, it just keeps on adding more and more and more. It's like more, more power, more faith, more, you know, I'm not saying everybody can be this way, but if you're not praying, if you're not in the word, if you're not seeking this real intimate place with the father through the son, you're never going to walk in that true filling of the spirit that's going to give you the power that you need to accomplish what God has called you or me to accomplish. I remember the whole thing about getting on the power team. That was all the work of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know me. They just had heard someone. I believe he led all that. He led me there. He led me to go get interviewed. He led me open the door. This is now, now he led me into that. They, They said, yes, we want you. And I believe that was, if you look back, that's all the move of the Spirit that's what he does he leads us and he guides us so he's leading me he's guiding me when i i had a really good job and before i made the decision to go to the power team i really had to pray you know because i was going to leave a job and go do ministry i had no desire to be in the ministry i didn't i didn't get saved and put reverend on my bible i didn't get saved and think i'm going to be in the ministry i just wanted to serve god i love jesus because of what jesus did for me and um i was just in love with the lord and i didn't even know that much of about the Holy Spirit, I remember the church I went to. They used to sing a song: "I got it, I got it." Something about the Holy Ghost. I got it. You know, there wasn't even a knowing that He was a He, that He's a person, that He's He's not an it. And so, in my in my lack of theological knowledge and understanding at the time, all I knew was I just wanted more. I wanted more than a lackluster life. I wanted more than an up and down life. I wanted more. I wanted to be that more than a conqueror person. And so, I tapped into prayer. And I would get up every morning. And this is a huge part of my testimony of my life. I'd get up every morning. I had to go to work. I'd get up really early. Um, I would pray. I'd drive to a little church. I would go in there. I would pray. I would get done. I'd spend an hour to an hour and a half in there just weeping and praying and walking around and crying out to God and singing and just worshiping. And then an hour, an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours later, I would get up, I would get in my car and I would drive to work. And um, that was all. So, you know, at at this workplace, I I went there and I, I was led by the Lord and I witnessed to all of them because I'm now saved and I'm loving the Lord and they're being changed. The people that worked at the lab, they're going, wow, you know, leading people to Christ at the lab. That was all the power of the Holy Spirit operating through my life who gave me the power to be a witness. But then, when it came time to change the job into the ministry, I prayed and the Holy Spirit shut the one door and he opened up the other door. That was all his work. I'm on the power team and I'm traveling, and I was thinking about all this past couple of days about some of the things that I can remember just him using me. You know, I, I'm here. You know when I tell people from a ministry point of view, every time I spoke, and you can, I I believe you can ask the guys that were on the team with me back then, and they would attribute this to be true. Every time I got up to speak, I had a different, I had a new illustration to bring with my testimony. I don't care if I didn't know it the day before or the morning of, or even up to that very moment when I would get up, when I'd be called out to share, man, boom, he'd give me fresh manner from heaven. And I always had something fresh. I love to operate in the fresh. I love to have that new fresh word operating in my life. And that's what he did. Every single time I had a new story, a new way to share my testimony, a new illustration with it over and over. It never always was there. He always came through. That was the power of the Holy Spirit operating on my life. Whenever... Uh, the main guy who ran it, John Jacobs, whenever John, sometimes he would start turning over and looking at me going, hey, you come out here and preach. I had no idea I was even going to, I might have been sitting over there thinking about something else while he was, whatever he was talking about. And then he'd say, Brad, come out here, you got to preach. And man, from the moment I was in my chair to the moment I got the microphone, Holy Spirit would give me something fresh to share with those people. And you can sometimes be in front of 20,000 people, but he would give me fresh manna from heaven. I remember so many times that happened over and over again. I'm so, because I, I, I was so dependent on the Spirit to use me. I didn't have something memorized. I wasn't going off my own human logic. I wanted to operate and move in the power, in the presence, and the filling of the Holy Spirit. I remember, and some of you have heard these stories before, I remember being in, you know, I preached in Mexico in a cockfight arena, literally. And uh, it was in, I was in the middle of the arena and there were concrete, you know, uh, steps or whatever, bleachers made out of concrete. And they had the pictures of all the big roosters, you know, that are champion roosters up above. And, you know, you get in a situation like that, you're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Bang, there goes the Holy Spirit. He gives you exactly what you need to say. And you can almost sense in that place filled with uh, people that didn't speak mostly English. I have an interpreter that place had a holy hush in it and man, people wept and they wept and and they they gave their lives to christ i remember being on spring break on the back of a flatbed truck a trailer and preaching uh down in uh on the beach in texas spring right in the middle of spring break and kids were walking around just crazy looking stuff they had on or not or nothing on and they're all partying and drinking. Man, I stood up there and I preached. The, and in, in a situation like that, you're, you're initially in your is filled with fear. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Then bam, Holy Spirit just comes on you and he gives you the perfect word that needs to be said. And it affects all the lives where now you have a group, a group gathers in front of you of kids that now once had beer bottles in their hand. They're dropping them on the ground and now they're falling on their knees and they're weeping and they're giving their lives to Christ. I remember being in El Salvador and this was a powerful time that we I was going to go there and share, share in this, they, they would, they kept saying on the way there, the most liberal college in the nation, the most liberal college in the country. And we got there, they said, it's lunchtime. They're, they're going to be moving in and out of classes. They may listen, they may not, you know, you have at it, you know, have fun. I'm thinking, well, that was pretty positive. So I get out there and I started to share And listen, from the time I got out of the van to get to where I needed to be in the middle of this, uh, you know, there was a grassy area. And then there's there's second stories and there's kids up there walking around. There's kids hanging around up there. Initially, they're walking some are down on the ground and they're gathering. And I just started to share. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit just moved on my life to where all those guys up in those balcony areas, those second story floors, they just stopped all the people that had come down and gathered more and more and more gathered on the ground and they just stopped. And it was like an encasement of the Holy Spirit just encased that place. And man, there was like a holy hush right there and nobody said a word, nobody moved. Nobody was desperate. They listened, they listened. And then at the end of it, man, there were people falling to their knees, weeping and giving their lives to Christ. So there's so many times like that, that I just sensed the power of the Spirit moving on my life. And that's what He does. That's why we need Him. That's what we need. We don't get saved to just get saved. Uh, We get saved to be used. We get saved. And understand something. I did, not again, I'll go back to I didn't want to be in the ministry. I didn't think about that. But I... I witnessed again in the gym the day after I got saved, and when I at my workplace, I shared Christ. They knew what I stood for, and man, they gave their lives to Christ. And we would all go out to lunch together and have a great time because some of them got born again, and and it was just a wonderful thing. And you set yourself up, you know, you, you're there. There is a there is a mandate now that you live your life in a way that looks different than everybody else because you're filled with the Spirit and you have the ability to do that. And now your life is different, and now people see the light on you, and they recognize there's something about you. Even if they didn't know you before, there's something about you that's different. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, That's operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you want to call it, being baptized in the Spirit, there's a power source that comes and is made available. Look at the last thing Jesus said. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you the power to witness. He's going to give you the power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I'm not a heal I, I have no healing virtue in me. I'm not a he- faith healer. There are no faith healers. But he said, I can lay hands on the sick and I can see them recover. That's a power source he's given to me. So I don't do it in some weird, wacky way. They don't fall down or be weird about it. But I lay hands on people that are sick and I've seen people recover because God's a healer. He's not just healer sometimes. He wasn't just healer in the days of old. He heals now too. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, we, we, we're able to cast out demons. We're able to, you know, do those things in his name because he's given us the power by the Holy Spirit to operate in a new way that is not of ourselves, but is, it is that in doing of power from on high. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. And it is a shame that we would waste that power source. I mean, I, I work at a gun range. I'm a firearms instructor part-time or, and I, you know, do ministry and, you know, guys will come and we feel all, you guys feel all powerful. They got a, you know, got an AR or they got a gun in it, but you know, there's no power source like the Holy Spirit. Uh, he, he changes men's eternity. He changes the direction of men's lives. He translates people out of darkness into light. The power of the Holy Spirit, that's Christ, his death, his resurrection, saves men. And then the Spirit of God fills men that they might now be able to accomplish uh, when Jesus said, I'm going, you're going to accomplish works, but even greater than I did. Because now we have the Holy Spirit operating through us, which now gives us the ability to affect so many people's lives. But why aren't their lives being affected? Why does that three to five percent? Why are they pushing this agenda where we should be people that are so filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? We should be affecting our nation, our, our world, but it's not being affected that way. Why? I believe we need to be sent, begin to be seeking that depth, that profoundness, that place of the Spirit where we really begin to operate in prayer. Where, you know, everybody talks about revival. Revival's coming. Do you know that every real, true revival? Revival's not you know a billboard on a sign of a church revival this Sunday. that's not a revival. Um, a revival is when you know you think of a Welsh revival. It was started in a little church with people who prayed and prayed for a long time for, and they and from what I understand the the light in the church never went out for several years and which meant people were praying in that little church, no certain personality, no superstar but they were praying for a revival and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed 24 hours around the clock and guess what when God moved the Holy Spirit acted up on and in that nation where they said that cops literally could wear white gloves because there was no more crime bar shut down honky-tonk shut down all those things shut down because the power of God was mightily moving and changing the lives of men and women drawing them to salvation and then being saved, repenting and believing in Christ as their Savior. Remember, the Holy Spirit and Jesus always work together. They always work together. But that's that's the power of the Holy Spirit operating in my life. Even um, the power to witness. And here's the thing I really want to, a point I want to make is that sometimes we let this um, th- this should never change. This excitement, this passion, this Operating in the power to witness should never change. You know, I don't, I don't want to, to uh, be talked out of or someone trying to talk me out of the fact that the miraculous still takes place. I heard, you know, a great person of God now passed away say, I believe in miracles because I believe in God. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. I believe in miracles. Now I'm saying it for me. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. Because God is the God of the supernatural. is the God of miraculous. I want to be used in all that. I don't want a name. I don't need a title. You don't want to call me apostle or bishop or whatever. I don't need any of that. I, I just want to be mightily used by the Holy Spirit um, like more than I've ever been used before. And I'm hoping that you're going to get this from what I'm saying. That's what you need to be. You need, if you're listening, you need to have a desire to be used by God in the power of the Holy Spirit like you never have before. But here's where it starts. It takes commitment to get there. You got to pray. You got to clean out your life. You got to clean out. And this is for all of us. Clean out the television shows. Clean out the music. Clean out those things that are of the world, that are of the devil, and that are of your flesh. Clean. Remove those, sweep that stuff out of your life. Because if you look at your life like a jar and part of it is filled with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life, Holy Spirit can't fill that part. That's why you got to clean the room out. You got to sweep it out so that the spirit of God can now come and completely fill and saturate your life. And now you become a man who's full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. Whenever, think about think about the Old Testament, Samson. All the things Samson did was the power of the Spirit on his life that gave him supernatural strength. Think about that. Think about Joseph. Supernatural strength, supernatural wisdom to make the decisions that he made. That was the Spirit moving on him. In the New Testament, he now comes to dwell in us. He fills us. And we should all be seeking every day, Holy Spirit, fill me with more, fill me with more. But we're never going to stay filled if we let the filth of the world accumulate in our lives. Hey man, you can have the world, you can have a nonchalant Christian life, but as for me and my house and me and my wife, we don't want that. We want to be mightily used by God. And he's going to do that because we're going to let the Holy Spirit completely take our lives over, submit ourselves to him, yield ourselves to him, and let him do in us what he wants to do. And that let him open those doors that only he opens, let him uh, give us the opportunities that only he gives, that only he can make happen. That's what we want. We want those God doors those God opportunities that are only, have only come because we've been in prayer. We've been in the word. We've saturated ourselves with the desire to be filled, to saturated ourselves with the desire to be indwelt, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit daily. And from there, he now begins to move and operate in our lives in those areas. Bible talks over and over about being full of the Spirit. As a matter of fact, in Luke 4, 1, it says Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. You look at, uh, Acts 13 9 but Saul who was known as Paul filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 4 8 then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. That's when Peter started to preach. This coward Peter acted in a lot of cowardice at one point. He gets filled. He gets baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. He gets filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and man he turns into a preaching machine. I mean he got up in their faces and preached the resurrection of Christ. You look at uh they chose a man called Stephen in the book of Acts chapter 6, and they described him as a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Acts seven fifty five, 55, but being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven at Stephen and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Acts 2, 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 4.31, and they had prayed, and the place where they had gathered was shaken together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Acts 2.4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Acts 13.52, and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things you're going to know that you're walking in, in the filling of the Spirit when you walk with a life that's filled with joy. I heard someone say no Christian should ever be defeated. I've said that before. You should never have a defeated life. You have every reason to live a life of great, amazing victory because you have within you a power source that's unmatched. The power of the Holy Spirit. And He will fill you instead of filling you with, instead of you being filled with oppression from the world and the devil and your flesh, you should be filled with joy, the joy of the Holy Spirit. He comes and He gives us righteousness, peace, and joy, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we are called to live in, filled with the Spirit. Filled. And, and we look in Ephesians chapter 5, they contrast that with being. Uh, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be full of Him. Be full. Your your entire being, everything about you, is filled with the Holy Spirit. You're you're an ordinary person, but when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the infilling will always lift you to a plane above the ordinary. It'll always lift you on a plane above the ordinary. I don't want to be ordinary. I want to be... A man who is so filled up, so full, so empowered that people can sense it on my life when I'm just sitting down having a normal conversation with them like I am with you right now. I have so many pages of notes. I'm not going to go there. I just want to stay where I am right now and just encourage you and challenge you to desire this to desire um, a relationship that's deeper than you've ever had, a relationship with Christ. Remember, the Holy Spirit can be the one that can help build that in you. You need to be someone of prayer. You need to be someone who is in the Word, and from the Word you're being filled with the beauty of the Word of God, and you're being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, He's a wonderful gift. He's an amazing gift and he's an amazing person. And I'm so grateful for Jesus doing what he did, that he became my substitute, he was my savior. But he said, it's gonna be better for you that I go away, that I can send another one, the Comforter. And he came and he did it, and I got saved. And the Holy Spirit came to fill my life. And I'm filled now, but I want to be filled more. I want to be filled more. I want to be filled more, I want to push again close with this i want to push i want to push away all these things we 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 get so attempt to get so beat down with all the stuff there is so much stuff going on in the world today in our nation that is so ridiculous but i can't let my mind and my heart and my being be saturated with all that negativity that it kind of p- keeps the spirit from allowing the spirit to really fill me I want to walk in in the midst of all this stuff. I can still have joy. I can still have peace. I can still walk as a man of God that makes a difference with his life. And that's what you should be desiring today too. To live a life that makes a difference for God's kingdom on earth. And you can do that if you live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Start seeking him. Start seeking and asking the Holy Spirit, fill me today, and seek the face of God, and worship Him, and glorify Him, and read about Him, and spend time talking to the Lord, and you'll begin to see your life completely change, because you're now being empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to maybe continue this on next week, but I I'll leave you with that today. Let me pray for you right now before I go. Father, I just come before you right now. I thank you for this opportunity to share with your precious people today. I pray that this has come through very clear, very natural. That they see, Lord God, that my life has been completely changed and impacted because of not only because of what Jesus did as my Savior, but that Jesus loved me enough that he sent his greatest gift to me Besides his salvation, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit, that now my life could forever be one something that's more than ordinary. And I thank you, Jesus, for the supernatural life that I have in the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for that today. I pray for everybody listening to this today that they would live in a life that's above the ordinary. They would live in that supernatural place that they have found to be in because they have desired to be there. It's not something weird. It's not something wacky, it's not something out there, but it's a life that we can live, still live as a true, real person, but we can live a life that's above the normal. Our lives can look different, our lives can be different, our lives can make a difference. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work you've done in us and the work you're gonna continue to do and meet the desires of your people right now as they begin to seek you like never before, as they begin to seek Christ, as they begin to get into the Word and pray and seek the Father, Holy Spirit, just fill them full. Fill them full. I pray this in Jesus' name. We thank you praise you for these things. And everybody said together, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. It's been a little bit different, but I've really enjoyed this. It went by really fast. That 40-some minutes went by really, really fast. Amen. So I pray this has impacted your life. Remember, from this day on, live all out for God but you can do that because you can be empowered greatly by the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you.